0: Hey listeners, I'm directing what I'm about to say to one specific person right now. So if you're not Twitter user granola moth heart emoji heart emoji peach emoji flower emoji, please block your ears or skip forward a minute or two. Okay, hey, granola moth? Fuck you. You represent everything that's wrong with the internet and I want you to know that I hate you.
1: Riley's getting cyberbullied again.
0: No, I'm not, Evelyn. This isn't cyberbullying. This is something so much worse. I've been the subject to a call-out thread. It's a malicious hit piece. A total fucking hatchet job. Probably deep state in nature.
1: You can just not look at it. You know that, right? You can take a deep breath, close the page, walk away.
0: Evelyn, you are a Luddite. And you are a fool. It's not about the post. It's about the fact that people are going to read it and they are going to agree with it. And then they're going to gang up on me, and I'm going to have to change my name and move to Alaska, where I'll have to live among the bears. It
1: can't really be that bad, can it?
0: Evelyn, once again, I'm going to have to deliver some harsh truths about life out here in the real world. Listen to what this flower-crown-wearing chudmeister is saying about me. <clears throat> Thread, does anyone else get super uncomfy listening to Les's morgue? I feel like some of the dynamics on that show are kind of ick. I
1: mean, seriously, ick? Who the fuck says ick? That feels like something from before my time, even. Boy, it gets stupider. The fact that Riley
0: is so casual about berating their mom on air strikes me as being low-key abusive. And the fact that so many people on here find it funny and relatable makes me worry about the show's fan base. Also, there was a part in episode 13 where they mentioned flirting with a pizza pizzazzo waiter while he was at work. That also really didn't sit right with me.
1: Yikes, okay, I see. I know, right? Like, why would you listen to 13 entire episodes of a show that makes you feel uncomfortable?
0: I know, right? And that second thing isn't a thing that I did. It's just something that I mentioned in my book. Not even something I actually did in real life. (gasps) I've told you a million times to start out a biographical! And as for the mom stuff, this guy's totally ignoring the context. Which is? My mom is the devil. If granola moth heart emoji, heart emoji, peach emoji, flower emoji could understand ghoulish, he'd get why I hate her. Do you know what she's actually saying to me in our video trailer? It's not nice.
1: Heck, if you were here in person for any amount of time, he'd understand why you hate her. I mean, I'm dead and your mom makes me fear for my life.
0: Exactly. But I'm not surprised that someone's finally coming wrong to me in this way, honestly. My mental problems are very hard to romanticize, so people give me very little slack when it comes to navigating social situations.
1: That really sucks, because I kind of thought that the mental health stuff was getting better. I mean, people are at least open about their struggles now. I spent most of my life in the 80s and 90s. Nobody talked about that stuff back then. Psychiatrists were just for serial killers and rich ladies with adulterous husbands.
0: Eh, you're right, sometimes. People are way more accepting about stuff like anxiety and depression than they used to be, but... As mentioned before, on this very podcast... I have BPD, a disorder that even the Ubu self-care mental health crowd still loves to throw under the bus.
1: That seems very hypocritical.
0: That's because it is. It's all well and good for these people to support the mentally ill when they're crying alone in their rooms and leaving everyone be. But if your mental illness makes you combative and socially awkward, then they get uncomfortable and suddenly you're toxic or whatever.
1: Alright, have you made your peace?
0: Yeah, thanks for letting me vent. Let's do the in-
1: Hey everybody, if you're listening to this, remember to take your medication and stay hydrated!
0: During the first few months of the COVID-19 outbreak, the UFC League got around quarantine laws by buying their own private island, populated entirely by UFC fighters. Unfortunately, the previous owners of the island had used it for dinosaur experiments. This mistake led to the highest UFC viewership in over 20 years. I'm Riley, your best- (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still steamed about that tweet thread. Can we talk about that?
1: No, it'll only make you more angry. Please. No, I forbid it. Let's just find you a distraction to hold you over until our guest comes. Is there anything you like to do to blow off steam when you're stressed out? Sleep under my mattress,
0: run around the basement waving my arms, comfort eating. Incidentally, the last one was How I Met You.
1: Huh, you learn something new every day. You want to run around the basement waving your arms for a little while now?
0: I don't know. Feels weird to do it with someone in here.
1: I mean, I could do it the other way. I'll do podcast stuff while you get it out of your system.
0: Okay, Fine. You just better not
2: look.
1: Won't look. Scout's honor. Anyway, so while my co-host is doing that, I'm gonna tell you a little about the episode we got in store for you. Things are pretty stressful sometimes, whether you're alive or dead, so we figured that today we'd make an episode about that. We got a guest coming over in a little while who's gonna talk about some of his techniques for mastering anxiety, and I'm gonna make sure everyone's best girlfriend ends this episode feeling a little more balanced. <sighs> Don't look! Don't worry, not looking. And we'd love to hear from you on Twitter about how you deal with times like this. It'd be nice to hear more options. You good? Better. At least. That's a positive. You need a glass of water or something?
0: No. No, I'm good. Stimming helps. So, did you do the whole, uh, thing?
1: Yep, they know exactly what they're in for.
0: Okay, great. So let's talk about self-help books. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Have you listened to any since you came back to Earth? Not to be rude or anything, you just, you know, you seem like the type.
1: I got the audiobook Death is a Gift by Harry Resnick on the Alexa. The author reads it himself. He's got a really comforting voice, so I listen to it at night sometimes when I get all existential.
0: Huh, so that's why I've had random Canadian voices manifesting in my dreams. How about you? I think they're a mixed bag. Don't get me wrong, there's some useful shit in there, but I feel like once you've read one, you've read them all. Also, these days, they try to sell them to people who think they're above self-help books by awkwardly adding swears. What do you mean? Well, you know, mindfulness becomes how to calm the fuck down. Organization becomes get your fucking life in order. Stress management becomes kill them all. Every fucking last one of them. Stack the bodies and let God sort them out. Is that last one a real title? Yep. Tony Robbins wrote it after his fifth divorce. It was on the New York Times bestseller list all last August. Really? Yeah, Really? Police called it the month of blood.
1: Yikes on bikes!
0: Yikes on bikes indeed. The problem with a healthcare system that's dog shit at getting people the treatment they need is you get plenty of hucksters trying to fill the void.
1: Oh, like. T- Shush. You know saying his name three times won't actually summon him, right?
0: No, Evelyn, I don't know that, and I really don't have the spoons to deal with that walking black mirror spec script today, so I'm not gonna take
1: that risk. Okay, fine. But we should at least list some other examples for the listeners.
0: Well, a recent prominent example is well-known scumbag YouTuber Top 5 Nastiest Slimes and Here's Why opening his Top 5 Nastiest Slime and Here's Why Heals program.
1: Let's just call him Top 5. The full name is exhausting.
0: Agreed. Top 5 is offering a $500 one-off service where he claims he can cure all mental and physical ailments with his gun.
1: Isn't that just murder?
0: Legally? Not if you sign the waiver, no. But the murder part isn't the problem. It's the fact that it doesn't work.
1: I mean, the murder part is still a problem, Riley.
0: Yeah, but it's not THE problem. Tell me, Evelyn, do you ever get anxious? Yeah. What was the last thing that made you anxious?
1: Silverstream was in a bidding war for associates with Hulu, and your mom doesn't have a Hulu subscription.
0: See? There you have it. Death isn't a cure for mental anguish. You take it with you, like Vegas herpes.
1: To be fair, I was crushed to death. Maybe Top Five gun is magic.
0: Evelyn, there's giving someone the benefit of the doubt... And there's assuming some dumbass prank YouTuber has a magical therapy glock.
1: Okay, point taken.
0: That being said, I feel like I prefer murderous insanity to being patronized.
1: I've always seen that as a character flaw of yours.
0: The people who really piss me off are the ones who think you can cure soul-crushing depression by doing stretches and eating a tomato. Or, even worse, fuckers like Granola Emoji-whatever-the-fuck who loudly and proudly judge anyone whose mental illness doesn't present as crying rainbows in a blanket fort. Now, I'm not the aggressive type. That's not true. But if someone told me to stop being so aggressive and take up yoga when I was really spiraling, I think I'd probably unhinge my jaw and eat their head. I've seen you do it for less. Goopy moralists to the left, condescending douchebags to the right, and I'm stuck in the middle with a cluster B personality disorder. The future is now.
1: I'm trying really hard to make you feel better here, Riles, but a tango takes two. (sighs)
0: Sorry. Sorry. I appreciate the effort. I really do. I guess I'm just kind of in a funk. I'm still not entirely over that Twitter thread.
1: If you grab one of those chewed up Barbie dolls from under the TV, I can possess it and make it do a little dance for you if you like.
0: Hmm. Nah. Sorry, Ev. I'm I'm just not feeling it.
1: Dang, I thought that was too good to fail. If you had to describe your exact feelings right now, what would they be?
0: Like a bunch of people trying to get through one door at the same time, so they're just kind of all squished together. You don't know who any of them are, you just kinda know they'll beat the shit out of you once they get in.
1: Okay, can you identify any of the feelings you're currently experiencing? Uh... hangry, I guess? That's good, grab your laptop. Why? We got a little while before our guest arrives, so let's address the hangry before he shows up. It's ended badly before when we haven't.
0: Not a bad idea, Hooper. Not a bad idea at all.
3: Hi, I'm Bob Sykes, with the KSA. Life's full of little conveniences, isn't it? We've all missed the alarm. Ugh, damn it. We've all mixed our plain and coloured fabrics in the washing machine.
1: Oh, for the love of...
3: We've all forgotten that one important anniversary. Wait, Sheila, please. But you know what's worst of all? When other people's things are nicer than yours. You may be thinking, But Bob, what can I do about this other than stewing my own resentment? The answer is simple. Stealing. Your neighbor's new BMW? Steal it. That new designer handbag that is always flaunting at work. Club the bitch. And steal it. All that money, just sitting there in the bank, going to waste. Steal it. Get down on the fucking ground, all of you!
1: Don't test us, we'll start executing the hostages!
3: Steal your way to a better quality of life. It's fun. It's simple. It's free. I've been Bob Sykes, and this message has been sponsored by the Kleptomania Support Association. Thank you.
1: Feeling better?
0: Yeah. A little. Just want to give a shout out to Bubba the Ghostmates Delivery Boy with the human skin mask. You're always there for me when I need you, unlike various blood relatives and government institutions.
1: reminder our guest should be here any second now oh how convenient come on in wait he can't hear me riley come
2: in hi how's it going it's a long story care to introduce yourself i'm eduardo but you can call me ed i'm guessing you're evelyn right the one who emailed me
0: that's me no sorry i'm riley evelyn is here though you just can't see her That's the downside of mortal guests. You're human, right?
2: Kinda. Sinister. Well, take a seat. Don't mind if I do. You want some barbecue? I feel weird being the only one eating. I appreciate the offer, but I'm vegan. Fair enough. More for me. Actually, can you not eat that while I'm here? Why? Is it the chewing noises? I can close my mouth. No, no. It's just being around meat makes me uncomfy. I don't like thinking about where it comes from, you know?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Am I not allowed to choose what I eat in my own house? Am I not allowed to enjoy the simple pleasures of barbecue under your watch?
1: Riley, he's our guest. You should be accommodating. All right,
0: all right. No more uncomfy guests on this show.
1: Ask him about himself. Why don't you tell
2: us a little about yourself? Oh, boy. Pressure. I gotta sell myself. (laughs) Well, I've lived in Florida my whole life. I love the humidity. You might be the only one who does. I'm a Virgo. I have a pet koi named Kevin, and I work as a barista at the local Cool Beans. Cool Beans? Uh Aha, so people do still say it. That new coffee chain in town. Right next to the Lord of the Harvest. Right, the health food place where all the product names are weird empowering slogans? Exactly. I can almost never afford to go there, but they have the best I Am Aurora and Lion. What's that in English? Oh, it's a brand of asparagus water. It's great. They actually started stocking a lot more of it after Lowball Farms' bone milk mysteriously fell off the market.
0: I'm sensing we have very different lifestyles. How come?
1: Be careful here, Riley.
0: Well, and please don't take this the wrong way because I mean it as a compliment. You're some fresh-faced little health food twink and like 20 minutes ago I was drinking a candle.
2: Oh, that doesn't sound good for you.
0: It isn't, but when your pipes are wax coated, the scorpions go down a lot easier.
1: I genuinely don't know why I'm the dead one sometimes.
0: So today, we're talking about mental health, mindfulness, self-care, that whole nightmarish minefield.
2: (laughs) I'm familiar with the subject. How familiar? Did your, uh, did your co-host tell you why she wanted to have me on? No, she neglected to brief me on that. Evelyn.
1: Why not ask him? That's kind of the point of an interview. So, Ed... Tell me why
2: you're on the podcast I co-host. Well, like I said, I have a condition. Don't we all, Ed? Don't we all? It's a very rare condition. It's called stress-induced therentropy disorder. A lot of people haven't heard of it. So is it like an anxiety disorder? Yeah, basically. Just with one key difference. Which is? Uh, Okay, so instead of having panic attacks... Right. I turn into a 19-foot crocodile. Huh? (sighs) Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. I don't like to talk about it much, but I figured by coming on here, I could raise awareness and reduce the stigma for other sufferers. Are there... other... sufferers? I mean, there's a few billion people on Earth, so statistically, probably, right? I guess... Evelyn, I got nothing. You take over.
1: Riley, you know I can't do that. He's your guest. He can't even hear me. You should have thought about that in advance.
2: Uh, guys? Is everything okay?
1: Tell him it's fine. Why? Because if he thinks we're fighting, he might get stressed. And if he gets stressed, he might turn into a crocodile and kill us.
2: Kill me? Shit. We're fine, Ed. We're just fine. You don't sound fine. I can come back if you want. No,
0: we're good. Let's just do this. So, Ed... Before you got here, we were talking about this stigma around less commonly recognized mental disorders, something that you, apparently, have a lot of experience with.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been hard. Most people don't even believe that SITD is real, so I can't get a lot of help for it outside of general anti-anxiety medication, which doesn't completely stop the episodes from happening. Even really small things can set me off, especially if I've already had a stressful day.
0: I feel that, dude. No offense, but I'm genuinely surprised and impressed you managed to hold
2: down a job. <laughs> Me too. I'd be happier if it was something that paid a little better, but food service really is the only industry where people don't mind if the odd employee of theirs gets death-rolled.
0: Which, you know, in a way, we're all kind of being death-rolled by capitalism. I mean, I guess. So how many people have you killed? Riley! What? The listeners might want to know.
2: I really do don't want to answer that on air. So it's not zero. Please don't do this to me. Sounds like it's at least one. <laughs> Sorry. Almost lost it there for a second.
0: Okay, I
1: won't bring it up again.
2: Jeez, this dude's high-strung.
1: To be fair, you get stressed out when people bring up your body count. Mm,
0: I guess you're right. What should I ask? Coping methods? That works. So, Ed, how do you avoid
2: stress? I love gardening. I've got a little balcony garden where I grow chili peppers and basil and stuff, plus some lavender for the bees. And I find taking care of Kevin is really relaxing. Anybody who says a fish can't express love has never met a koi.
1: That sounds adorable! Ask him if we can see a picture!
2: Evelyn wants to see a
0: picture. Sure.
1: Wow, that's a really big fish!
0: He looks delicious. What? Hey, I'm not trying to be mean. I've said that about literally every animal I've ever seen.
2: Come on, you don't have to. It's for your safety, not mine. So, uh, Riley, what are some of your preferred self-care techniques? Well,
0: I have a lot of stims, and I write, which can sometimes be frustrating, but it's sometimes therapeutic. I also play a lot of those video games that are strategically designed to be relaxing. You know, Minecraft, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing. Hey, you have the energy of someone who owns a Switch. What's your friend code? Maybe I can add you.
2: Oh, I can't do those. Too stressful.
0: Farming virtual corn and redecorating virtual houses is too stressful.
2: Yeah, like, it's so much pressure. The more effort I put into crafting my perfect video game world, the more I end up just being like, damn, I could be doing this in real life, but I'm wasting my time doing it for this fake little animal me.
1: He
0: is high-strung, holy cow. But at least he's honest. So, Ed. Yeah? Earlier, we were also talking about bad mental health advice.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of noise out there. And a lot of resources aren't even written for people who suffer from the condition. They're for neurotypicals, about how to put up with us.
0: Ugh, yeah. Search up managing BPD and you get a lot of does my boyfriend have BPD? Should I leave him? Bullshit. And don't get me started on autism, moms. I could go off for days.
2: If you Google SITD, the first six results are for an industrial metal band, and the seventh is a WikiHow article on how to pretend you're a cat.
0: It's really a load of garbage out there, huh?
2: Yeah, it's all kind of ick.
0: What did you say?
2: Do you have a problem with me saying that?
0: Yes. What's your Twitter account called?
2: CoyDad30. Is
0: that the only account you have?
2: Uh, no.
1: Riley, please don't do this.
2: You're Granola Moth, aren't you? Look, I can explain. That wasn't a no, fucker! I was just venting. That's my vent account. I never thought you'd actually read it.
0: Why would you listen
2: to 13 episodes of then
0: tweet your takes about, and then guest on a show that you hate. I don't
2: hate it, you just make me uncomfortable. I don't like it when you yell at your mom. Why not? I just don't think there's an excuse for being mean to your parents, okay? Is that a controversial opinion?
0: In this basement, yes. You're trying to usurp the operations from the inside
2: by making me look like I'm in the wrong! If you want me to think you aren't toxic, you're not doing a very good job.
0: If you're trying not to be dead, you're not doing a very good job! Bradley, stop! His eyes are going weird! Don't say that,
1: Evelyn! You might make him uncomfy! Please just calm down for a second before- That happens! You were the one that started yelling at him! You could've just gotten on with the episode! I feel like you're
0: victim-blaming here! I had no idea he was Granola mop, okay? The realization took me off guard and I panicked. Let's just deal with the giant fucking crocodile. You can judge me for my outburst if I live. Ah! Can you summon the ghost of Steve Irwin or something? I need a fucking hand here, Evelyn. Oh, uh,
1: I, uh, read something about crocodiles once. Remember, faster! Oh, yeah, they can bite really hard, but if you hold your mouth closed, they can't
4: open it. Great.
1: Now, how do we turn him back? I don't
0: know,
1: it's like he said, there's almost no literature available on his
0: condition! I'm a little busy right now, Mom! Fuck off! <laughs> okay, Mom, I'm sorry I almost died. Bitch. Alright, well, I'd better clean up before she cuts my head off and mounts it on the front
2: hallway as a warning. So, that was your mom? Yep. Jesus Christ. Did you look into her eyes? I almost did for a second, but it started to hurt.
0: Now do you see why I'm so problematic towards her?
2: Yeah, I guess I do. That's gonna be a long journal entry tonight.
0: Maybe next time? Think twice about judging people in a public forum. <clears throat> what?
1: Is there anything you want to say to Ed?
0: Huh? Oh, sure. Whatever. I'm sorry I snapped at you, figuratively speaking.
2: I'm sorry I snapped at you. Literally speaking. I guess we were both in the wrong. We've both got our own shit to deal with. And that's valid. Sometimes, that's just how it is. Do you want an ice pack for your head? No, I think the best thing for me to do would be to remove myself from the situation. Bye guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Thanks for apologizing to my face. Sure, okay.
1: So Riley, how you feeling?
0: Better, on the whole. As weird as that feels to say, I'll probably be better after a nap, too.
1: What about the barbecue you ordered?
0: Oh, I don't mind if it gets cold or moldy. It just adds character. Ew. I want a nap, but I still have a little bit of energy. You know, like adrenaline. You mind finishing the podcast off while I... Go for it. Thanks, Ev.
1: That's the episode, folks. Having a brain can be pretty hard at times, so be kind to each other. And if you're having a bad mental health day, maybe stay off Twitter. Hope you've had a good time. Bye! Don't look! Not
4: looking! Hi. Thanks for listening to Lessa's Morgue, the bi weekly comedy podcast from the Prapes Collective. This episode was audio engineered by me, the female, better Scott Thomas, and written by Meg Malloy Tootin and Al Miller. Script editing by Henry Galley. With episode art by Meg Malloy Tutin. This episode starred Alexis Bristow as Riley, Meg Malloy Tutin as Evelyn, Alejandro Fletes III as Ed, and additional voices from Charlie Porritt, Henry Galley, and Meg Malloy Tutin. Executive producing by Ori Sakarao. Want to find out more? Visit our website at www.lessismorg.com. Want to get updates on our show and interact with our ghoulish and ghostly hosts? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram from at Tumblr at Lessa's Morgue Pod, and on our Facebook page at Lessa's Morgue Podcast. Want to support the show and gain access to fun stuff like stickers, behind-the-scenes facts, and exclusive mini for as little as a dollar a month? Check out our Patreon at Lessa's Morgue.